reaching Israel and the world. Shalom, beloved ones, and we say together, Baruch Hashem, which means blessed be the name of the Lord. Cynthia Marjorie and I welcome you today to discovering yes. the Jewish Jesus. Yes, praise God. It's a good day. Amen. It's a good day. God has new beginnings today. That's Amen. a word I just felt wow. for our viewers is new beginnings. Wow. This is a new day. Every day, every day. Praise God. That's one of the things that's such an awesome joy that brings such hope is to realize that there's potential every second of every day mm. for something new. In fact, Amen. it's impossible to go back and revisit yesterday. Yeah. People want to go back. It's impossible. You can never go back. All you can do is go forward yes. and believe yes. that God's got something new and God's got something good. Even if it's hard, God brings light out of darkness. Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord, we just we just call forth all our viewers with us. Just unlock our hearts Amen. and fill us with your truth, your wisdom, your revelation today with your word. Chavarim, we're going to continue today. Chavarim is the Hebrew word for friends. And those of you that love the Lord, we are friends. And we'll always be friends. And God's Spirit is working within us a deep sense of love and a deep sense of community. And if we're resisting that, it has to be broken down because God's anointing falls most heavily, beloved one, where there's unity. And so I call you friends today in spirit and in truth. We are in a series on apostolic prayers, and I've been in the book of Colossians for several weeks. I want to encourage you today to stay patient with me as we once again review beginning in verse number nine, because there is such a depth of revelation here. You know, it's interesting that uh, in Judaism, when we study the Torah, we actually have four levels of meaning for any specific Torah verse. In other words, we see that there's a, a meaning that is very straightforward. And then there are meanings that keep on going deeper and deeper and deeper. And the truth is, is that the revelation that can come to us through God's word has no limits on it. So we have to be patient with God's word, not just skimming over it, and think we've got it because we've memorized it in our head, but that we have to give the Holy Spirit time for him to drop into our soul and spirit the color of God's revelation so that we'll really see in the light that it will transform us. So let's continue now. Once again, we've been here, but we're going to press on and press through. Verse number nine of chapter one, Paul is praying. For this reason, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you. And if you were with me, remember I challenged us to be more concerned about praying for other people and not just ourselves. Because Paul said, I haven't ceased praying for you. So let's pray for the body of Christ to be formed, for the church to be made complete. Paul goes on. He said, I have not ceased to be praying for you. And here was the purpose of his prayer. He was asking, listen now, that you would be filled, that you and I would be filled, that the church would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, I want to pause. Some of you can identify with this. We've read Jesus' Yeshua's words in the gospel. Yeshua said, My sheep hear my voice, and a stranger's voice they will not follow. But I can tell you, beloved ones, beloved friends, that there have been many times that I've said to Yeshua, but Jesus, 
I don't hear your voice. I have all these thoughts that are coming into my head and I'm not sure which one's yours. I'm not sure if that thought is yours or if that thought is yours or if that thought is yours. And if you're honest today, I know that all of you can identify with me if you have the self-awareness to be able to examine your thoughts. So there have been many times that I've prayed, Yeshua, your word says that your sheep know your voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. But Jesus, oftentimes I don't, I don't feel like I'm hearing your voice and I don't know if these voices are the voices of strangers or if they're your voice. But praise God, as we continue to mature, as we continue to grow up in Christ, as we continue to be formed according to his image, we're more and more able to discern his will. And the way that we're trained to discern his will oftentimes comes through being filled, listen now, verse number nine, with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. In other words, when we have the knowledge of God's will with spiritual wisdom, and wisdom is not something that you can gain just because you've memorized something. Wisdom is a gift of the Spirit. Yeshua is oftentimes, as I've mentioned, uh, be made known in Scripture as wisdom personified. In the book of Proverbs, for example, or when the Scripture says that He has become wisdom to you and I. When we have the spiritual gift of God's will mixed with spiritual wisdom and understanding, then we're able to know whether the voice is Jesus' voice or whether it's a stranger's voice because we have the knowledge of God's will with all wisdom and understanding that we can tell the difference. Now, I want you to think about this. If you examine your life and if you examine your heart, you'll notice that there are times that you did things that were contrary to the will of God in your life, not because you were deliberately sinning, in fact, many of you can recall times you did something that now you know is wrong, but at the time you didn't even know you were sinning because you didn't have spiritual wisdom and understanding to know the difference between light and darkness. See, the Bible says that our spiritual senses get trained as we mature in the Lord so that we can discern the difference between good and evil. Once again, Paul is praying here in verse number nine that we'll be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, I want to try to bring this down and make it even a little bit more practical for you. When we don't have spiritual wisdom and understanding, we can fall on our face in our pursuit of God. Thank the Lord that Hashem always picks us up. We learn from our mistake. We go on and we grow. But the point is, is that without spiritual wisdom and understanding and a knowledge of God's will, we may be doing our best to follow Jesus, but we're oftentimes going to fall on our face without the knowledge of God's will. As I think about myself as a young believer, I can think about times when I was, I mean, I loved God so much as I do now. I was totally going after God. But because I was not raised in a home that trained me in righteousness according to the scriptures, I did not have a good revelation of God's will when I came to faith in Jesus. So there were things that I was doing that I thought were perfect, you know, perfectly fine, completely okay. And it wasn't until years later that the Holy Spirit began to show me some of those things that I was doing were not according to His will. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest stumbling blocks for God's people 
today and in ages past has been that they have been led by their feelings rather than spiritual understanding and wisdom. And that was one of the primary areas in life that I had to learn. I had to be trained to live by God's word through spiritual wisdom and understanding and knowledge of his will. I had, to, I had to be trained in that to learn how, listen now, to live above my feelings. What about you? How many times have you felt in love with somebody and if you would have pursued that relationship, it would have absolutely caused destruction in your life and in the lives of other people. You see, feelings, no matter how strong they are, are not necessarily truth. Something can feel so strong. How many of you have ever felt in love with somebody that you don't even hardly know, and yet you have these tremendous feelings of love? They seem so real. They seem so true. Where do those feelings come from? Are those feelings really God? A lot of times what happens is when people aren't trained in the knowledge of God's will, as Paul is speaking of here, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding, they have a feeling. The feeling seems so strong. It feels like love. They're convinced it's God. And so they go off pursuing the feeling and they end up in a divorce. They end up shipwrecking the lives of their kids and loved ones. And if some of us have made that mistake, some of you watching, if you've made that mistake, there is no condemnation for you that are in Christ Jesus. This is not meant to condemn. God loves us. We learn from everything we go on. I'm just trying to point out how important it is to live in wisdom and understanding and not to be led by our feelings. Feelings are a gift from God. Feelings are made, listen now, church, feelings are made to be subjected to your mind. We live by our mind. Now I'm talking about the natural mind. I'm talking about the mind of the Lord, the mind that God has given us in Yeshua, in Christ Jesus. So the knowledge of his will, having wisdom and understanding, these are facilities of the mind. You see, if you're being led by your feeling rather than by the wisdom of the Lord and the knowledge of his will, you will absolutely fall on your face no matter how sincere you are and no matter how much you love God. One of our team members had a dream, and in the dream, Rabbi was given the word prostitutes, and that he was to minister to the prostitutes. In the dream, the team were the midwives, they were the, the, the medical specialists to deliver the prostitutes. So the team member had had this dream and just uh, kept it before him and, and the Lord and shared it with one of the team members, and it was the following day that the team got a call to go to the prostitutes. and the drug addicts. So we knew then it was a confirmation that God was in this and they called for us to come to the hotel that the prostitutes frequent and meet with them in a meeting room. Rabbi just gave forth the gospel message in a powerful way and we had two prostitutes that gave their hearts to the Lord and repented and stated that they were going to turn their lives and take a step of faith and trust him instead of prostitution for their financial needs and for their children. After our meeting with them, they came to the crusade that night and they came up to us and they expressed again 
their joy in receiving the Lord and their new beginnings. And the team just encouraged them in this new walk of faith. They know that we're praying for them and that God will take them all the way free of prostitution and the fear that Satan had over them. Has your faith been built up and your passion renewed through Rabbi's teaching from the Old and New Testaments? Are you receiving revelation today that is bringing you a brighter tomorrow? If you've been blessed by the teachings of Rabbi Schneider, we would like to invite you to partner with us in reaching Israel and the world. Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to join in our mission to equip the body of Christ, build the church, and evangelize the world. Your help extends the reach of Discovering the Jewish Jesus into places we could never touch without your partnership. Together, we are making a difference and preparing the way for the return of King Jesus. Now let's continue on. He says that as a result of having this wisdom and understanding, you're going to be able to choose what's right. Listen, you'll be able to choose what's right. And in choosing what's right, you're going to bring God joy and make him glad. So he says in the 10th verse, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. In other words, he's saying, I want you to have the knowledge of God's will with all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you can walk, Paul says, in a manner worthy of the Lord. Now, even this concept of walking in a manner worthy of the Lord is foreign to some of us. What Paul is talking about here, church, my friends, it's holiness. Holiness means to be set apart. It means to be cut out of. It means to be unique. You see, the purpose of our salvation is that we would lead lives, listen now, that are worthy of the Lord, that please the Lord. Listen, that are holy. Listen again. Paul says, so that you will walk, verse 10, in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. I was recently in Israel. I spent a month in Israel with Cynthia, my wife, just studying the scriptures, studying the Torah, trying to immerse myself in the atmosphere, asking Hashem, asking the Lord to, to fill me and anoint me with everything I could receive there. And I think the thing that cut deepest, at least one of the things that cut deepest, if not nothing, because there were so many things that the Lord did there, was just the revelation in the Torah of how God is expecting and calling his people to be cut out and to be different. That's why when you look, for example, at Hasidic Jews, they wear the long payas, the long sideburns. You know, they still dress like they did, you know, several hundred years ago. But the whole reason is they're wanting to be different. In other words, they're not looking to fit into the culture around them. They're looking to be unique and different for Hashem. And so Paul is saying here, I want you to be different. I want you to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord so that you can please him in all respects. God has a call of holiness on you. The Bible says you're a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood. God has called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Yeshua said, if you were of the world, the world would love you. But because I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Jesus said, woe to you if all men speak well of you, for thus they did to the false prophets of old. In other words, beloved, God wants us to have the, the strength, the countenance, the strength of mind, the, the inner constitution, that we know the difference between right and wrong, and we obey him, walking in a manner that's worthy of the calling. And when we do that, we're going to be set apart and unique from the world. People are going to know we're different. 
People are going to know we belong to Hashem. I explained in an earlier broadcast, Hashem is just a Hebrew way of saying God's name. We say Baruch Hashem, bless the name. In other words, God is the infinite one. He has no beginning. He has no end. And so when we say Baruch Hashem, we're just saying bless the Lord. He's above. He's above everything. And so I want to just encourage you here right now. If you and I are going to ascend into walking in this type of platform, we're going to have to be strong enough to be different. Because to be holy means to be different. And we're not going to be able to please the Lord unless we're holy. So this all goes together. Paul says here that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects. We're talking about holiness and holiness by its very definition means that you're different and set apart from the world. And you have a wisdom and an understanding and a knowledge of His will that makes you different and you're walking in it and you're not afraid of the price that you'll pay for that. Because Jesus said, blessed are those that suffer and are persecuted for righteousness sake. He goes on now, that you'll walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing Him in all respects. Now, I think self-examination is one of the keys to sanctification. In other words, the Bible tells us if we will judge ourselves, if we'll examine ourselves, if we'll review our life every day before the Lord, even on a you know, second to second basis, we're conscious of are the things that I'm saying pleasing to God? Is the way that I'm walking pleasing to the Lord? In other words, we have an inner sensitivity to the Holy Spirit so that we're always monitoring ourselves, asking ourselves if what we're thinking if the way that we're feeling is pleasing to the Lord and then we're always making adjustments, inner adjustments, so that we can be on target and be in alignment with Him, walking in a manner that's pleasing to Him. One of the, one of the uh, uh, hallmarks or one of the marks of spiritual sanctification and maturity is this self-awareness and this ability to, to, to be able to judge yourself every day. Not in terms of condemnation, but in terms of being aware of yourself so that you can always be bringing yourself back into a closer alignment with the Lord, with Hashem. So Paul says that his goal for us is that we would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects. So the ability to please Him in all respects, it doesn't just concern what we're doing externally. You know, it doesn't just you know, mean that we gave money to, to a person that was in need. It means, our, is our attitude right? Are our thoughts right? Is the tone of voice that we're speaking to somebody in right? We have this consciousness of our inner lives and a consciousness of Hashem of the Lord, and we're always bringing ourselves as best as possible to line up with, the God, with God. And when we do this, we then please God more and more in all respects. It's so much better to judge yourself, as the Scripture said, to evaluate yourself and make corrections than to be judged by the Lord, to be disciplined by Him. See, the Bible says if we judge ourselves, if we monitor ourselves, we won't have to be judged or disciplined by the Lord because we'll already have made the self-correction. God's discipline won't be necessary. Baruch Hashem. Let's continue on here. In doing this, we're going to bear fruit, Paul says, in every good work. So we're in the world not just to experience our own relationship with God, but to have influence and to have impact and to have good works that follow us. The Bible says that God has even prepared before us 
good works that we should walk in. It's a full circle. It's a full circle, starting with the Lord, starting with Hashem, circling in us, then coming back into the world with good works and back to Him. I want you to know, I have good news for you today. God's got a plan for you and I, a destiny for you that's bigger than you and I could have ever imagined. Eye is not seen and ear is not heard. Never has it even entered into the heart of man the things that he has prepared for those that love him. And beloved, that includes you. I love you today. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I encourage you to continue to think about these things. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, praise the Lord. We are called, as Rabbi has spoken in this message, to really examine ourselves, to examine how we're walking, to examine how we operate with the Holy Spirit just shining in. And I was really struck about how you said that we're to walk separate, we're mm -hmm. to walk set apart, that there's a knowledge of this world that we know, but he's calling us to a knowledge of himself to walk in, that we're to walk in, I see it like that we're ambassadors, mm. that we have to walk in a manner worthy of our calling, that's separate, that's set apart. Mm -hmm. And it, that's the part that really struck me on your words today mm. was, was how I need to be set apart. And in that process of seeing myself as set apart, it helps equip me to, to let go of the old and, and, and my old ways and embrace Father's new ways. It's a glorious thing to be able to be special. You know, Jesus said, if you were of the world, the world would love you. Mm. But because I chose you out of the world, therefore yeah. the world hates you. So we want to embrace that call. We yes. are different. We're supposed to be different. Yes. You know, Jesus said, think about the prophets of old, the false prophets, when everybody spoke well of them. Mm. He said, woe to you as everyone speaks well of you. Right. Because it just means you're just like them. So this concept of holiness that uh, transforms us and then causes us to become ambassadors because people see this person's different. Right, and people might even reject it at first. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just see the ways of our society are just going so far apart from God's ways. And so at first people may reject it, mm -hmm. but I believe that deep down that there'll be a respect and a curiosity mm -hmm. and something that they know deep down that there's something there there's something holy, there's something of, of an eternal God that that's, will speak to their heart mm -hmm. about walking in that separate way. Right. He that has ears to hear will hear. Yeah. You know, uh, Jesus said, everyone that's heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Most people will reject it because right. it's always been a remnant that, you know, has right. been saved. Right. So uh, we're, we're prepared, you know, that yeah. most people will not receive what we're saying. But I agree 100% yeah. with what you're saying, honey, that deep down inside, there's something that we're going to say that's going to resonate with them. Mm. And uh, even if they reject it, they'll know that the words that we spoke have truth in them, even if they want to push it aside and deny it. Right, that's right. Boy, boy, we really need to, as you've spoken, just really be in touch with the Lord mm -hmm. and walk with Him and talk with Him to have strength Amen. to walk this walk. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I want to encourage you, as Cynthia just made that comment about continuing to talk to God, I want to encourage you, listen, don't stop talking to God. I mean, talk to God while you're in the car. Talk to God when you're in the shower. I mean, talk to God as much as you can because He wants to be the closest person in the universe in your life. And He's given us the gift of speaking 
which enables us to communicate with him at a supernatural level. Mm. Baruch Hashem, God has made you an ambassador. Yes. He's called you to be different. And as you talk to him, he's going to empower you to fulfill your calling. Amen. We focused a lot in today's program on walking in wisdom. And wisdom affects so many areas in our life. One of the ways that we should be affected by wisdom is in the area of our finances. The truth is, beloved, when we honor the Lord with our finances, what we're actually doing is putting God first in our lives. It really is foolishness to not honor God with our finances. The Lord actually promised a blessing in the book of Malachi that when we honor Him with our first fruits, with our finances, He releases a blessing from heaven. And when we don't honor the Lord with our finances, that's a lack of wisdom, practically speaking, because what we're doing by not honoring the Lord with our finances is really closing our heart to honor Him and trust Him the way He should be honored and trusted. I want to encourage you today. If you're being blessed by this ministry, if you believe discovering the Jewish Jesus is a ministry of the Lord, I want to ask you to open your heart and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. If God is directing you to present an offering to Him through this ministry, beloved, just be obedient and do it. You'll be blessed and the wiser for it. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Vaishmarecha Yair Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Yisa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Shalom. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the Word to declare the mystery of Messiah, discovering the Jewish Jesus, reaching Israel and the world. Many of us reach plateaus in our walk with God. Join Rabbi Schneider next time as he goes deeper into the book of Colossians to show you how to break through into new dimensions with God.